is Shayna and Chris and we are Bad Queers. If you came out of the closet and got put in a box of stereotypes you don't belong to, then welcome to the Bad Queers Club. All right. This week in Queer Urban Dictionary, I have Intersex Day of Remembrance, which is also known as Intersex Solidarity Day. Um, It's an internationally observed civil awareness day designed to highlight issues faced by intersex people. Uh, My sentence is Intersex Day of Remembrance is celebrated annually on November 8th. All right. And continuing on for the days and the months, uh, my Queer Urban Dictionary Word of the Week is Trans Awareness Month. It is an annual celebration of transgender history and the transgender community. It is celebrated every November to commemorate the Transgender Day of Remembrance, which occurs on November 20th. The month is centered around educating people about the transgender community, raising visibility of transgender people and advocating for their rights. All right. I don't don't need no extra sentence there. That all makes sense. It all makes sense. Yeah. November holidays, November holidays coming up since we are now in November. Um, Cool. We got going on this week. (laughs) I was like, I was like, what, what are we surprised by? Ooh, uh, praise Billy Porter. We're going to go into our first category is on adding on to what I was talking about with trans awareness month. I needed to make you aware that Alabama pharmacies are refusing to refill trans kids prescriptions, even though gender affirming care is still legal in the state. So this you may not have heard much about this because Queer News Daily is one of the first to have reported on there. So uh, shout out to Queer News Daily. So basically the state's trans youth health care ban was blocked in court for over a year until the injunction was repealed in August. But trans kids and their families should still be able to get their medications while the ruling is appealed. The 11th Circuit Court of Appeals has yet to weigh in on whether they will hear the case in bonk, which basically means that all the judges weigh in rather than a select panel. Until then, trans youth medical treatments are still legal. But pharmacies across the states have been improperly using the ruling to deny prescription refills to trans kids. Um, As several sources reported this to Queer News Daily, um, one person named Finn said that he has just two doses of his testosterone left after every local pharmacy refused to help his mother. Uh, Jody, they said it's really, really, really shitty. And I can't use crappy because crappy doesn't explain it enough. It's awful. It feels like I'm not even a person. Uh, Their doctor is ordering Finn's medication from out of state, but it hasn't yet arrived. And they worry they're running out of time for a couple of days. I had a downward spiral with my mental health. Jody added, it feels like you can't do anything. There's no next step to take nobody to help you. Uh, One advocacy group interviewed for this story estimated that 70 to 80 percent of the families they worked with have had similar issues and others were concerned that trans youth and their parents may have misunderstood the implications of the ruling and not know that they can still get their health care legally in Alabama. So there's a lot of misinformation going around, a lot of abuse of power going around um, and mm-hmm. a lot of things to pay attention to. There are a lot of states and a lot of people who are still being affected by all of these new rulings and laws. They have not gone anywhere. We might not have talked about them for a minute, but they're still active and happening and ruining people's lives at the moment. So be sure to educate yourself, pay attention and help to advocate uh, for our community. Yeah, as you mentioned, also the abuses of power um, with the pharmacist just deciding not to, which is mm-hmm. just crazy and all that. I can I'm imagine glad their excuses as right, well. I could. Yeah, you can only imagine there are, you know, um, companies like Folks Health and some other that I know they 
um, male medication for gender affirming care, but I don't think they're available in all states yet. Maybe they are mm-hmm. now. The last time I checked, they weren't. And, uh, you know, there's still different rules. And as you mentioned, just even waiting to get it, you know, mm-hmm. could take a little bit. So, yeah, keep this on your radar. Um, also on the radar, um, I have this story from uh, Nigeria, uh, mass arrests target uh, queer people in Nigeria as queer abuses are ignored, activists say. Um, so there were uh, mass arrests and detention of queer Nigerians that continued this week uh, were done without proper investigations and could further expose them to danger amid the anti-LGBTQ plus sentiments in Africa's most populous country, rights groups said. Um, the country's paramilitary uh, agency on Monday announced the arrest of more than 70 young people um, that included 59 men and 17 women, accusing them of holding homosexual birthdays and having the intention to hold a same-sex marriage. Um, this followed a similar detention of more than 60 people at what the police called a gay wedding in the Southern Delta state in August. Um, The arrests show an uptick in this trend of witch hunt and gross violation of human rights. Human rights are just getting violated pretty much everywhere on earth at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, Nigeria is one of more than 30 of Africa's 54 countries where homosexuality is criminalized in laws that are broadly supported by the public, even though the constitution guarantees freedom from discrimination and the right to private and uh, privacy and family life. So putting that on the radar, um, listen, yeah, gross human rights violations all across the world here. Um, but wanted to highlight this going on in Nigeria. Um, and just, uh, praying for the folks there, queer folks there that are going through that. And hopefully that these folks that were just detained and the ones in, um, from August were released, but it is, not a lot of great places on earth um, for queer people right now. So putting that on the radar and yeah, this, I guess we're starting with shitty news. I feel like we haven't done shitty news in a while. We, so. really, we really haven't. Yeah. We haven't done yeah. it in and a minute. So nothing but shitty news. Um, a lot of it. So um, yeah. This is so this we're not going to harp on that much longer because we're going to mm-hmm. talk about what we're watching because it's the beginning of a new month. Mm-hmm. And it's time to talk about the things that we have seen, the stuff that we have on our televisions in light of the shitty news and to yeah. describe it. So one of the things I want to point out is that I had not watched the shy in full. Mm. Hadn't hadn't watched it in full. I'd seen pieces. I had watched bits. What, like, like from the beginning? Yep. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I kind of like jumped in at random spots and just oh, like wow. watched stuff. So yeah. I have been intentionally sitting down and watching the shy and i just got to season three Mm, okay okay i am this is the fastest one i've watched so far we're already i we started this like yesterday day before yesterday already over halfway through it i am obsessed with season three of the shy yeah it is the coolest one great great writing it's it got better season after season so Mm -hmm. it's good that you're on season three i need to watch the latest season i started it but i haven't finished it but what do you think so far i mean it oh does get gosh. gay in season three very gay yeah very gay i was like i cackled at the lena waith laura lightfoot comparisons mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. being a chicagoan i was just mm-hmm. like wow but i'm really glad that lena had way better suits than laurie did um all shade and <laughs> the chokehold of 
Keisha's disappearance on top of life continuing to happen as well is Mm -hmm. a whole mix. Um, Did not have on my bingo card that what's his face's brother was going to be dating a trans woman who was a boss yeah, and that he'd have mm-hmm. to navigate being in trans spaces. And mm-hmm. while he feels like, you know, when he, when he made that comment of when I see you, I just see a woman and it's like, mm-hmm. yes. And you can't negate her whole experience and her existence as well. So that was a very real statement that was mm-hmm. made at the bar when he punched homeboy after he was like, yeah. And then I'll have you bending over grabbing your ankles and screaming my name. And they punched him in the face. Like, all yeah. of that. I was like, there's so much, there's so much I'm on, I think episode six right now. And mm-hmm. to go from like kidnapping, human trafficking, representation <laughs> in lot. schools, especially when you're in a private school, the difference between being black on the South side to like a rich parent on the North side and like all, all of the things that they have touched. I was like, how are you all fitting these into each of these episodes? Yeah. While making it like not overwhelming either. And with epic cliffhangers, I feel like this season has the best cliffhangers. Um, Like the other seasons, it felt like it finished on a solid note. Like I could, I could feel good about finishing the episode and not have to watch the next episode Mm -hmm. where now me and my girlfriend look at each other like, what time is it? Are we going to bed? Are we staying up late? Can we sleep in? (laughs) Like that's, that's the energy I have. So season three is doing it. I can only imagine that means I'm flying through until the most recent season, I feel like I'm going to be very upset, just like how you are when I get to that season. I can't watch all of it, but yeah, it's good. I, they, they it's should good. have everything out by um, now. I, I hope think, so for season six. Um, I hope so. But then but I'm yeah, getting those, mad waiting for season seven. Yeah. I, yeah. This, with um, all of you. <laughs> really good writing. How the, I mean, Lena and the team of writers there cover queer relationships, black queer relationships. So beautifully, we talked about the show. Um, a couple years ago with like season one and two, especially when, um, uh, well, it's Yolanda Ross's not Yolanda Ross's character. Um, that's the mom. Uh, but when Dre and I'm blanking on the mom's name, it's Dre and what is, let me look it up. Dre and Nina get together in like season two and get married. I Mm -hmm. think it's season two. Yeah. And all that. Um, but you know, going from there with Victor and Imani's relationship is beautiful. Keep watching, keeps getting better. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's really good writing. They do fit a lot of issues. A lot. Like they started it with a black queer wedding, like a very black queer wedding. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah, I love all of it. it. It's great. I love it, all. It's of it. great. They've done a great job, and it's not committed enough. I mean, people kick Lena's back in for the projects that they didn't like, but like I think she's done a great job after the misstep in season one with um, what's that actor's name that was accused of Jason Mitchell and Tiffany Boone situation. Uh, that wasn't handled very well, but I think those two characters, especially Jason being written off and then Tiffany Boone's character in season one being written off. And then they having to kind of pivot from whatever they probably were going to build with those characters to, um, you know, just adjust to what happened in real life. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they've done a good job because at first it was like, people were like, oh, I don't know. They were kind of the leads in season one. And then yeah. you know, that happened, but I think they've done a great job of just like writing and just kind of, settling the different storylines because everybody has such different storylines like there's like you mentioned so much going on so so many issues so much yeah so they do a great job glad you're catching up on that i do need Mm -hmm. to watch season six um 
We never talked about Love is Blind season five. I did. Wow. You know, we watch, didn't. We watched that. But there wasn't actually much to talk about because this is probably the, <laughs> the one season that the producers were like, Okay, let's have a meeting after this season because mm-hmm. only two couples really went through. Yeah. Um, and they had and there another was a- couple that they did record, mm-hmm. but because mm-hmm. apparently Homeboy was oh. trash, they were like, we're not going to put yeah. that on the air. Yeah, Even yeah, though yeah. Homegirl was like, oh, I'm really surprised that it did it. And I was yeah. like, that like, feels like it was a you? good thing that they actually yeah, did. But then I'm like, should've. are you just trying to? I hate that I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it. I was like, girl, are you just trying to get out here to be famous or yeah, are you actually hurt chasing, that? A little clout chasing there. Your part wasn't yeah. shown because it does sound like, and she's done a couple of interviews and it did sound like it was terrible mm-hmm. with this man and that he was terrible. So I'm like, why would you want that aired for the people to see? Is it accountability for him mm-hmm. or is it, is it clout chasing? Like, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know Either at this way, point because we are they were deep like, into mm-hmm. love is blind. So yeah. Just go ahead and put the gay season on and that's like a good reset for y'all. That's but really we thought it. that would have been good for the queer season. And then y'all did a terrible ultimatum season after that. So, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Losing the, losing the juice. But yeah, it was a I mean, there was a, the season wasn't without its controversies. But um, yeah, in the end. What happened wasn't very um, the reunion wasn't surprising. Like we knew that. uh What's the old girl's name? The one who <laughs> got on the show. Uh, Lydia. Lydia and mm-hmm. what's her dude's name? Lydia and uh, tall. Melvin. Slinky dim- Milton. Milton. <laughs> Milton. It Milton. might as well be I was Melvin. Like Melvin. Milton. Yeah, he looks it's... like a Melvin, but Milton um, were absolutely going to get married. Like both of them were very, very motivated for he different said, reasons to get married. He said, so. I'm winning because I basically have a mom. Yeah, yeah, and that's and what he's she gonna. Was just determined. <laughs> it didn't matter. Point. Somebody it didn't was matter. gonna love her. <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Everything with her and Uche, I feel bad for Aaliyah, but also I think Aaliyah dodged a bullet. And in hindsight, thank God she decided to like kind of walk away. Like during the season where I was happening, I was like, oh, she let Lydia get to her. But um, yeah, that whole as more information came out, that situation was fucked up. And um, um, Uche was so Uche. I flagged him from the jump because yeah. once he, he started making those slides, first of all, first mm-hmm. of all, the haircut. Second they of all, always- those comments are the biggest red flags for narcissists. Yeah, the biggest. Yeah. And as a person yeah. who has dated narcissists, I like heard him make that first comment and I was like, Mm-mm, get out. Yeah, get out. That is your red flag. Nope, I'm not going to see you anymore. I'm not him. talking anymore. No. And it's just besides the fact that he also it was really funny. Um, I was just like, you know, the rock character out of Big Mouth or HR human resources. Uh, no, like literally the rock. In human like resources, he is, he is literally he is literally a rock. Oh, the logic. Yes, he there sounds like go. the logic character. He looks yeah. like the logic. I thought you were talking about Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I sorry. Like, I realized what I was, I was doing like, and I, I couldn't get out of it and actually like say Dwayne's like, name. He, 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 yeah, no, the... I was like, uh, literally the rock. Yeah, not, no, the, not the man. No, the, the logic character. He, that's so funny you mentioned that. He does sound exactly like the logic looks like rock. Him, sounds yeah. like him. Yeah, All yeah of it, but without, not as cool. <laughs> exactly. No, he's, he seems like a shitty guy. Like I, I think that... um how he handled even her uh leah having reservations and not you know wanting to leave it's like he absolutely should have had more patience he lied about 
their how involved him and Lydia were. Mm-hmm. Him and Lydia, like it was just crazy. I, I felt bad for Leah because of that her having her chance robbed um for the season, but honestly she did dodge a bullet. Like Yep. And she's with somebody of, who like loves and cares for her. So Yeah, exactly. Good exactly. for her. But so I did love the energy that she had on the reunion, which was basically mm. I don't want to give you any of my energy. Yeah. I don't have time to waste. And every time like Lydia started talking, she was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the lip I'm forgetting person. about the lip person. Uh, mm. JP and Taylor. Okay. <laughs> the waste of a couple. <laughs> yeah. That was the waste of a couple. Knew that was going to happen. Him and his uh, American flag outfits that he yeah, has really snacking kisses. Variations. Yeah. And then he's just like weird. Can't communicate. bro dude. It's just like. Give me really makeup, and that's why I didn't like. It. Like, all right, get him out of like, here. Sir, like, get out of here, sir. Like, that's that's the logic that you're gonna come to in the yeah. end. And it was really funny because in each Weirdo. of the post interviews, he was just like, "Yeah, I fucked that up." And I was yeah. like, "Thank you for the accountability, at least." Yeah, like at, that's the very least you could have given us. So yeah, he looked wild on there, but yeah, Taylor dodged a bullet too because like mm-hmm. him and his inability to even communicate. But then when he did him just, it, it seemed like he was grasping at straws with being like, because she was wearing makeup and all that. Where it's just like, all right, dude. Like, yeah, I'm glad she left that night. He wanted she, her to be the know villain. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I said, I like her face or whatever. Like I want a natural girl. Like you, all girls, 99% of women want that. And it's just like, that's boy math for sure. Um, but <laughs> you got it, JP. <laughs> these these flags. Um, Stacy and Izzy ne- like no, they were God. never gonna I was so over. glad she got up there and was like, Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Him omitting things about his financial uh health okay. is the biggest of red flags because even how he explained, like, oh, like Basically, like they didn't bring it up or they didn't talk about. I, I don't know. He like still was he like said, a roundabout he said way. It never came of, up. Like, which it never is came a up, lie. so I didn't express it. Which I'm like, <laughs> which, yeah. do you see what this? Do you see how she operates in life? Yeah, I was it like, came Stacey up. Absolutely asked him. It like, get up. the fuck out of here, Izzy. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I think he should want to talk about that when they're getting really serious, or at least early on, especially once he toured her home and mm-hmm. just see that yeah she she's quite not rich but she's she's well off she's comfortable she comes from money for sure and he doesn't and there's no shame in that but yeah the way he handled it was very secretive I didn't like when they were touring each other's houses and the whole like thing of condoms or um what was the jewelry left behind oh, like, it was that jewelry. Was just, like weird jewelry like left oh, behind why, that he would, just why kept. would you want that there like you just allegedly oh i want you to see the real me it's just like that's a weird thing <laughs> to want to show somebody but um yeah it was a weird season it was a very mm-hmm. underwhelming season again there's mm-hmm. only you know one couple that said yes where it'll be interesting to see what happens to them in the long run but both of them are super motivated to be together <laughs> for very different reasons. So I, it could last for a while. Um, I did like Milton's family, uh, mom and sister pressing her. I wonder how they feel after seeing the season and mm-hmm. getting filled in on like Lydia and Uche, like how, how they feel because yeah, yeah like it seemed like she was just going to be, she honestly was going to take anybody on that show. Anybody. Um, but uh that was Love is Blind. Yeah, that was a 
it's definitely a forgettable season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the bring back the queer dating uh, seasons because this is yeah mm, pretty stale. So yeah, what else are you watching? Oh my goodness. Okay. Um. So I have watched uh most of Sex Education. Okay. I think I'm on episode seven or eight, which I think is eight might be the last one. But I've watched most of Sex Education. I hate that this is the last season because they've dropped so much on us mm-hmm. in this season. But the thing that I love the most is how they have carried on Eric's like coming out story and how mm-hmm. he's trying to balance his sexuality and like sexual identity with his relationship to church. Okay. Throughout the season. Have you watched the season yet? I haven't. I haven't watched any sex education for real. Like, I think I watched like maybe an episode or two, but okay. I hear well, great things. I will explain this character, Eric. It's like the one main, one of the, one of the main black queer characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's best friends with the main character, Otis. And this season they end up having to go to a new school because all this stuff happened at their school last year and all the kids had to go off to different universities and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while they're there, Eric is able to like make friends with more queer people where Otis is, you know, very straight white male and realizing that this relationship is one-sided and mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, even in their relationship, they don't really talk about race. They don't talk about religion. They don't talk about their um, economic differences or their financial differences, things like that. And so Eric is blossoming with this new crowd and Otis is dealing with like a mess of a mess of things like his mom who is older just had a baby and he's like 18 you know mm-hmm. um and things and like his girlfriend not girlfriends mom just spoiler alert just died and all of these things so he's dealing with a lot and he's also trying to be like the school's sex therapist but apparently there is another person who is also the school sex therapist and so they're battling so he's mm. like what was me you need to understand all of my issues and all the things that are going on. And Eric is like, you need to understand me. He's like, you're just trying to do all of these petty little things to be popular at school. And I'm like talking to you about life. And Mm -hmm. I love seeing the dichotomy between it. So Eric is, he's, he is Nigerian. And Mm -hmm. so it's like from a Nigerian family. And, uh, you know, his mom really wants him to get baptized. So he's going through this whole battle of whether or not he should or should not get baptized plot twist then he finds a little crush crush who's in the church choir who is gay and he ran out into at a gay party of course it was great great all of these things but i love watching that journey as well as eric like find his voice because he used to be for a lot of the season he was just like the cute sidekick best friend and you saw like glimpses of his journey as he was slowly coming out and things like that and now it's like full-fledged like eric is off and running and i love seeing it it's awesome cool i do need to Watch it. I remember the the cast here. I was like going back through and I was like, oh, this is who I thought it is. But yeah, I haven't I haven't watched it. So you said this is the last season, like mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK, so, you know, that's a turn on for me. <laughs> going to watch like, it because it's, it's ending. All the shows are there. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, you're ending. What? <laughs> so, you're like, call I, me. 
Right. I've um, <laughs> weirdly gone back to watch Wife Swap and Celebrity Wife Stop Swap it. on Hulu, which has Stop been it. hilarious to watch. OK, <laughs> go back and watch these families like I'm like a gold mine of stuff. It's so funny. Um, and then it's Bob's Burgers season Naturally. 14. Yes, Watching that. Yes. The first couple of episodes were really good. Like the first episode was really good and introspective when they have like a little tearjerker episode. Um, and then other stuff has just been, you know, documentaries that pop up i watched that like john Gotti documentary on netflix um see there's been some movies that come out i'm what is this movie we're watching uh it's like a lot of something it has daniel from insecure in it um let me see if i could get his name uh-huh. i was like i can't help you nothing. I got nothing it's something it's on hulu it's like a whole lot of nothing but it's like interesting so far um a lot of nothing. There we go. Yeah. A lot of nothing. Um, which it, again, I, a lot of nothing. Just like his married couple that like, I'm not, I'm not done with it, but they start the, the movie by like something has happened like social justice wise, but they're like performative in the way that they want to address it. Like they were like first, like let's post about this. And then, they want to visit the, I guess the neighbor of who they have a neighbor that was involved in an incident that was like racist or on the news. So Mm -hmm. they like go to confront the neighbor. And I think it's about to spiral from there, but they're like super performative too. And it's like a black couple that's like well off and, and all that. And they're just like, yeah, let's go confront them. Like, it's weird. I don't know what to think about it yet, but it is interesting. Um, A lot of nothing on Hulu. Check it out. All right. So I'll see. It's like, ooh, how are they going to land this plane? You know? So mm-hmm, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, the yeah. last show I will mention, I'm also watching the morning show. New season of Big Mouth is out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch Big that. Uh, and then I've been watching uh, Miss Education on Netflix. I like Miss Education. It's really good. I like Miss Ed- Education. Yeah. I started like, and stopped that, but yeah. I liked it. Yeah. No, it's like good. It has. In. At the moment, yeah. it only shows like one main queer character mm-hmm. um, that's going on, but a lot of the closeted action, not mm-hmm. from the queer character, but from the people that they're engaging yeah. with. Yeah. And it's just interesting to that's see good. how it all plays out, but it's it's very entertaining and it's very messy. It's very like, yes, it has some like heavy themes, but overall, it's just an easy comedy. It's, it's it gives light. like sex education with the miseducation. Like you're going to have some heavy episodes and then you're going to have some that you're just like, yeah, this is just like a teenage show and I'm going to mm-hmm. enjoy that. So I do highly recommend watching Miss Education as well. Yep. All the, all the educations, Miss, all of Sex, all of them. Okay. You know. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on to our advice segment in my Bad Queer. Email your questions to podcast at gmail.com or DM us on IG at Pod to be featured. This first question is for Mac. Mac asks, am I bad queer for still going to places that are mainly for queer women if I, a trans man, continue to frequent them? I recently came out as trans and just started T. I I used to identify as a lesbian and would frequent spaces for lesbians. Now I feel like I am invading that space. While I haven't had many physical changes yet, I am worried about what happens in the near future if I tell them I'm trans and further down the line when I present more masculine. Should I stay or should I go? 
Mac. Huh. Um, great last well, line. You said what? I said great last line. The should I stay or should I go? Yeah. This little song. Um, hmm. I don't, I mean, Mac, if, if nothing, if no incident has happened um, to you, which I hope it hasn't, I, I would still go and frequent the spaces. I mean, most lesbian or clubs for queer women are just like, just not for cis men and are usually welcoming. Um, again, I don't know if something happened or not. Um, but I wouldn't overthink it until something does. Like, I don't, I, I can only speak for myself that there's, I mean, any queer person <laughs> a party with. Um, and I, but I do also know that there are obvious prejudices and transphobic people within our community. Um, so unless something has happened, I wouldn't change what you're doing. It should be a affirming place for you to still go um, and still meet and date people. Um, but yeah, like I don't, you know, without knowing that's something, if something occurred, um, I wouldn't overthink it. If you're just, if you are scared about making um, people uncomfortable, I would, I wouldn't overthink that until something happens, but I wouldn't think that, you know, now without anything happening, go ahead in the spaces that you've been, you know, find community there. And yeah, it should be, it should be fine. But I also know like, yeah, there's absolutely transphobic um, lesbians and other queer people. So it could make it di difficult, but if it hasn't, then you should go. Like you should still frequent those spaces. And hopefully you are welcome and feel welcome. So Shana, what you got? Yeah. I think you're just becoming kind of self-aware of what it could do for other people's comforts. Like since you previously identified as a lesbian, you may have possibly witnessed that happen in real time where somebody may have come into the space that identified a certain way and it wasn't as welcoming. I, like Chris said, I hope that's not the case, but if you already frequent those spaces, then they already know you. Yeah. They already know you for who you are and know that like, you know, your, your presence is probably going to be seen as a present rather than a hindrance. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, you know, you're not, you're not invading the space in my opinion. And, you know, if you're ever nervous, like going with friends, that's mm -hmm. like, that's like the invisible sign off to like have friends that are there with you to make sure that one, that you're safe and that you feel safe, but also for other folks around to know that like, Oh yeah, this person's cool. Yeah. Always helps. I don't remember ever really being like, what are these men doing here mm -hmm. um, in a queer club unless they were doing something like, yeah. disruptive? Like the straight men that like, yeah. show out where they're like, yeah, here exactly. look at me go. Exactly. It's like, I hate those yeah. people. But yeah. if you're already over here, like thinking about how other people feel, like you're not the problem. And yeah. for a lot of trans men, that is what ends up happening is that you do end up continuing to frequent like more queer women spaces also because they're like it's like queer like chris said it's mainly cis men or cis gay men that have all the spaces you know so yeah. it's like it's it's like queer women and everyone queer women and all mm -hmm. our friends is really what it, what it yeah. is and so like you know it's the same with like the football league that i play in where it's like women's plus 
you know, or we have open leagues and things like that. And they and we have multiple trans or non-binary folks that play in our leagues. And I've seen that in sports. I've seen it in bars and things like that. Um, just know you're not the problem. So continue yeah. to frequent the spaces. I wouldn't want to go to a space that did discriminate. That part. That part. If anybody ever does some stuff to you, that's Don't the red flag. There. You're not the red yeah. flag. At all. Yeah. Hope that helps, Mac. Um, Great question. Yeah. I was like, as two cis women, we're doing our best. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. To help with mm-hmm. that. All right. Um, our next Am I a Bad Queer comes from B. Simply B. I was like, hey, Beyonce. Um, B says, <laughs> uh, sometimes I had to do it. Um, sometimes I hate that I'm bisexual. Am I a bad queer? Because sometimes I hate that I'm bisexual. I've only been out for a couple of years and it's hard. I'm typically attracted to women, but I've enjoyed presenting more feminine. I like makeup and more fitted bright clothes and that pushes mm. women away. Um, I don't know what to do to get their attention. Obviously, this has pushed me toward men, but I'd still like to have the opportunity to date women. What can I do to fix this? B. Is this Beyonce? Good. Don't tempt me. Okay. Can you um, imagine? That's me reacting to imagining. I just need you to know. Um, <laughs> just, just a sound effect, a random sound effect. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. My goodness. Anyways, B. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, it's a terrible world that we're in where, and I'm assuming that you are male identifying. So apologize if I'm incorrect, but saying as it's pushing women away that you're being more feminine, but it could be a woman actually too. It could be anybody, but the person's going to like you for who you are at the end of the day. And yes, this may push women away. If you're more feminine, especially if you're male and more feminine, because they won't automatically see you as somebody who is dating stereotypically. Like they won't see you as somebody that they would usually date because especially if they're very, very straight, like, that kind of pushes outside of their comfort zone and outside of their box. Um, but there are plenty also of bisexual women who would probably welcome the fluidity. There are plenty mm. of, you know, straight women who are understanding. That's going to probably be a little bit harder to find, but there are, depending on where you live, more straight women who might be a little more understanding. But it's one of those things where I think you're just going to have to be really forward about like yeah. what you're looking for, what you're after, who the people are, be really clear about like your dating preferences and things like that. And it's terrible that you have to feel like you have to like advertise in that way. Um, but I think people are out there. It just might take a little bit of, a little bit of searching to be able to find yeah. some of them because unfortunately society has put these stereotypes on our gender roles to make it so that it feels like you can't do a certain thing. But if that's what you're interested in, like, don't give up the search. You're going to find some people who will definitely love and accept you for who you are and let you continue to rock your makeup and wear your bright clothes and do the things that you want to do. You just, one of the things I'd like my main and only suggestion is just like, you may have to be a bit more forward and continue to look for some, for some women that are maybe more fluid in their sexuality as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it with all the advice there, it, it just will take, may take some time and yeah, being forward, but there's certainly, you know, women out there that are, are, um, 
comfortable with dating someone who is bisexual. They may be fluid themselves or, or they're not. And they're just, you know, the rational person that just knows that <laughs> you know, bis- bisexual people exist. And that's fine. Uh-huh. That doesn't really have anything to do with, with, you know, them. Um, but yeah, you just, I, you just have to keep trying and um, don't get discouraged, you know, because, you know, not trying or being deterred is, you know, not going to help either. So you can't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket. So you got to keep trying. So, you know, good luck. I know. <laughs> the Where did pool you pull that out from? <laughs> apparently awful, but you know, you just got to keep trying. So that's really it. You can't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket. I mean, you can't, I don't know. That's uh-huh. African that, black black like, American proverb or something, but that was your you, uncle you can, out but you really can't. Moment. You know, your deep so. uncle just came out mm-hmm. you real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, <laughs> you better wake up and pay attention. B, so. Oh my God! Do you yeah. know that Jennifer Hudson just had um, homegirl that's saying that who's saying that uh, your first uh, uh, sister act? Yes. Then? Yes. That's funny. She did the one who like did the duet with Lauren Hill. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She had her on there to talk about like what that background was, because apparently she was auditioning to be the lead. And then Mm -hmm. Whoopi told her like, hey, you're not you're not going to be the lead, but your voice is like too good to not have it featured. And so they wrote into the film for them to have a duet like on purpose. Oh, my God. That's awesome. You know, it was a whole thing, but it was great. It was she carried too. (laughs) too. Okay, it's good to get. Yeah. Okay, Bring her back. Talent. Okay. Like. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. On her toe to toe with Lauren Hill. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, vocals. So mm. that's awesome. I gotta look for that. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, All right. Well, Hudson I hope that helps. Great. Yes. Sorry. Hope, <laughs> hope that helps. That helps <laughs> <be>. <laughs> hope that helps. Uh, all right. This last one is from Tracy. Tracy asked, um, "Am I a bad queer for not liking my friend's taste in women? She speeds past obvious red and yellow flags. I and others have pointed out she dates unapologetically selfish, rude women. It's like she's a magnet for them. I don't think it's her intention. I feel like she just wants to find somebody, um, wants to find somebody and will accept any type of treatment. No matter how much advice I give, the results are the same. Should I continue to advise her or let her continue to fail at this? Tracy. I think as a good friend, it's still good to advise your friend. Like, I don't think when you give advice and this is something I had to grow up and learn and and understand. um, People don't have to take your goddamn advice. (laughs) Like they really don't. Like they don't. Like (laughs) advice isn't something that's like, okay, I'm going to restrict my friendship because they're not listening to what I said. You may be a hundred percent Tracy on all these things, but your friend is, is going to have to just live through this and experience it and like have the light bulb moment to be like, "Mm, maybe I should, you know, change something up or whatever. The best you could do and the best friend, the best friend you could be is to continue to give them advice and support them and be someone that they could confide in um, unconditionally without like caring if they take your advice or not. Obviously you want to be there. Um, when they get hurt. And I know that it's insanity for you, but you know, I think a good friend is a friend that still 
can be a friend again through any situation, uh, well, most situations and uh, still be there and be supportive, especially in something like this, where it's just like, I, I know it's wild to watch from the outside, but your friend just has to figure that out and they'll, they'll wiggle out, wiggle out of it. Or maybe they don't, maybe y'all do get to a point where you're like, you don't advise them as much or you're like, refer to my last text, <laughs> you know, but um, in any event, like it shouldn't affect your friendship with them. Um, I think that should remain strong and everything. And, you know, should you fall into a situation that's similar to that, you would want your friend to still be there or wouldn't want them to like, withhold advice because you're not taking their advice like Mm -hmm. it's just you give advice away it's free it should be unconditional just just like it's a take it or leave it kind of thing um don't be that i told you so friend or person that's fucking annoying as shit like who cares like you know add this sticker to your chart or whatever whatever they want with the acknowledgement just be a good friend you know just be a good friend and if it is too much if you really don't want to hear about it then yeah, maybe have a conversation where it's like, I don't really want to talk about your love life as much because, you know, whatever reasons just be like, I didn't, you know, I, I'd rather just stay out of it or, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, like continue to advise them. It's my, my thing. I do. I would think you're kind of a bad queer and a bad friend if you stopped advising them. Um, and just like kind of got mad that they're not taking your advice, but that's up to you, Tracy. Shana, what you got? Yeah, I was definitely one of those people. And sometimes I'm still one of those people who does go and give out like really good advice and mm. gets annoyed when it's not followed. I understand that. Yeah. Fully understand it's understandable it. too. It's just it does like, hurt. Oh, this is solid advice. You like, know, this is good shit. Like people can you know? pay you for this type yeah. of advice type yeah. thing. And you're just out here repeating the same thing over and over and over again. And sometimes sometimes you do have to pull back on like the advice that you're giving. Like it may you may not go into as much detail. You may not uh, have as many like late night phone calls and things like that, because it's just you're just repeating the same thing over and over again. And that's fair for you to be able to go and pull back a Mm -hmm. bit, but still still be there for your friend. Still support them. But sometimes that your advice can call them out as well, where it's just like, look. I don't know what else you want me to tell you. You're dating the same person. Yeah. Okay. Like advice doesn't have to like, that's the, that's the other thing, especially with like best friends. Sometimes your advice has to come. Not all fluffy and rainbows. Sometimes it's just yeah. real talk. Yeah. And that's what happens. You got to so. also know when to play that, when to be tough, when to, you know, be kind of a soft landing spot too, mm-hmm. as part of being a good friend. Like, yes, there if are there definitely are no times highly triggered emotional state, maybe something just really went left and went wrong. Not the time to say not I told you so. Mm-hmm. Not the time. <laughs> like it is not. So yeah. You know, what about your friends? Will they stand their ground? Will they let you down again? What about your friends? You know, wow. are they going to be low down? Wow. Will they ever be around? Or will they turn their backs on you? So you know, that is from um, American philosophers TLC. And uh, I hope that <laughs> bit of advice helps. There's nothing else I can say to that. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, it's all there. It's in the it's music. All it's in the lyrics. You're pulling it's a the video. aunties and the uncles are coming out of you. And yeah, I love that for I you. mean, it's all there. That Our ancestors have it mm. out there. So, mm. you know, one of our great American philosophers, TLC. Indeed. Um, Indeed. So it's all there. 
It's all there. It's not my words. It's theirs, honestly. So, well, that was our advice segment. I hope that our advice was helpful. Um, <laughs> send your questions in to uh, backwards, pod, <laughs> backwards podcast at gmail.com to be featured or DM us on IG at backwards pod. All right. What type of backwards will we be if we didn't have unpopular queer opinions? Uh, my bad queer opinion, I realized this week after one of my one of my very good friends came to visit and we were both doing this in like separate rooms. Um, I need to know where all my law and order SVU queers are. Mm. I just need to know. I was like, she was upstairs watching it on her phone. I was downstairs watching it on the TV. And then I realized, oh, wait. We're we're watching the same thing. I have talked to so many queers that watch Law and Order SVU. It is just one of those shows that deserves the respect, especially because Mariska Hargitay continues to play in our faces that she's not a lesbian in the show um, or in real life. Hmm. But those haircut now. that haircut journey has let us know it's a lesbian haircut for sure. It's okay. iconic. Uh-huh. Okay, the journey that yeah. she has been through with all of her with all of her haircuts, all of her outfits. I feel that's, like her shortcut is. is like that is like Rihanna's asymmetrical cut for white mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. you know, where they were like, oh, my holy shit, you could do that. <laughs> like, they're just like, oh, my God. And then they all came that. out yeah. in droves getting that mm-hmm. haircut. Like the hairstylist mm-hmm. had to be up on their game. Yeah. They bought a leather. It, Will, went like to that. Wilson's leather, got a leather mm-hmm. blazer coat to go with it. Mm-hmm. Walk briskly, like all that. Just yes. all all of that. The square pointed so. shoe. That you could still mm-hmm. run in somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Wow. These are yeah. the things. I hope you find it. I okay. Hope you find them. They're like, I feel like there is a niche group of of us that are out here watching Law and Order SVU. I I think I've mentioned this before, but I don't know if I have that. I am wa- rewatching Law and Order SVU from the very beginning, which is so funny. But it's probably a lot in there. It's okay. probably really cringe too. Okay. <laughs> Just like oof. There's oh my god, especially the early, like yeah. the first ten. Seven to ten seasons are uh, there are episodes that are very cringe and like yeah. terminology that you forget that they used and things yeah, like that. And it's so like if there's a show that has made a lot of growth in terms of like how they utilize the terminology, how they do different things. But they were also paving the way for a lot of these stories like they yeah. weren't featuring trans people on shows. They had Laverne on before Laverne leveled up in her mm-hmm. career and like things like that where it's like you all were pushing the bounds and simultaneously but at the same time that was the time and yeah. so to see how it's grown to now and then to see them use correct terminology and like call themselves out on different stuff i'm like see that is a show that is showing growth and yeah, that is a you. show that makes a clear distinction between like the shit that we had to deal with in the 90s the 2000s all the years in it yeah. and all the way up until now to see like to point out to the people how crazy it was and the terminology yeah. that was used and the way that there. we engaged with people to now and how much progress we have made. There's still a lot to be done, but that show really breaks it down. Really, yeah, it really does. But, you know, I'm on season 14 right now. Um, I'm working my way through. I've been this has been like a two year journey. Mm. How many seasons are there? Right now, I think it's at like 20. God damn it. Oh, okay. Wow, 20 quick live Googles. Googles. Okay, well, I had, a, I had it up because I wanted to look at uh, Mariska Hargitay's character. Mariska um, Hargitay. I was like, there yes. needs to be just a, you know, I'm sure Olivia there's Olivia Benson. Benson. Yeah, Olivia fan, Benson. fan groups and everything out there. Oh, yes, there are. But I that, need so. just the queer ones. Well, one. queer ones. Yeah, like specifically yes, queer ones. But I need it to be to also there. just the show. Like, I don't, I don't need to have like a stan account for Mariska Hargitay. Like okay. she's great and she's badass, but I want, I would just want to talk about, I want to nerd out over the show and you know, that's what I want. That's, that's so 
if you're a law and order SVU queer, please stand up. Yeah, I feel like we just need to, to mm-hmm. bond together. I don't, I don't know. This is just my call out using my platform to call the people in. Yeah. That's what this is. I hope y'all find each other. That's Thank important. We well, all know where to find Shana. Uh-huh. If anybody feels like I'm backward for watching Law and Order SVU, shame. I don't think so. I don't think so. That's that show is an American treasure. One of the only good ones. It is. It is. The the gift and the curse of Dick Wolf. You know? Mm-hmm. So much damage, so much positivity, you know. All but, around. You know, all around. Well rounded. Honestly, I actually I wanted to make a note from our our bad queer opinions from last week about Gen Z, like Mm. needing to calm down. The more I thought about it, I was like, actually, you know what? Let them calm up. You know, they don't have to calm down at all. You know why? Let them calm up. Because the distinction that I was thinking about is like, especially for us as millennials and just older generations is that we had more of the fantasy, like, uh, drawn out for us or like Mm -hmm. we bought into it because like, Honestly, everything pretty much pre 9-11, which we were middle school or at least old enough to obviously remember 9-11. Like we remember very vividly like the American dream and um, just, I don't know, just a rosy colored view of the world. Mm -hmm. They didn't grow up in that. (laughs) Everything they see is super real. Mm -hmm. Everything they're exposed to is super real. They have more knowledge of things than we did. Um, which, you know, again, gift and curse of the internet as well. But something like Bottoms probably wouldn't register to them because they've seen so much gay shit, like where that wouldn't register. Like that's big for us. Like the other day I was like, there was a commercial and I think it was for Xfinity or it might've been for Verizon. And in the commercial, it was a masculine center woman. Um, I'm assuming they're masculine center woman in the commercial and even that, I was like, oh my God, thinking that to myself where I'm like, you know, for them, that's normal or mm-hmm. at least it's known. Like, you know, we had to be tw- in our twenties and thirties for this to kind of open up, but like they've grown up in nothing but reality. <laughs> like it's not rosy colored for them at all. So they could, they could be calmed up, honestly. Look, <laughs> y- y'all got it. Y'all got it. I get it. So look, we love bottoms because of where we came from mm-hmm. and all this stuff will still affect us differently than them. So, you know, again, they got it. They can, they can be calmed up. Y'all do your thing. But also, yeah, I mean, hopefully they can, um, so that I guess they got to learn bit. with age, still relax but a little bit. it's okay. It's okay. It would be good, but you know what? I feel like maybe we were calmed up at that age too for different things, but you know, yeah, it's just a different world. It's a different world. I can't imagine. Um, but my other bad queer opinion or just opinion is, um, I want everybody to blame themselves <laughs> for loving gossip and being honest about loving gossip and celebrity mm. gossip in, in general, general, we haven't been able to talk about like Jada's Jada Pickett Smith's book and her rollout for her book and everything, mm-hmm, but there's, mm-hmm. Last couple of weeks had been so insufferable in terms of the coverage of it and I just mean, the hey, response the to it. Work. Well, that's the thing. The so did the work. they had said it flopped, but it didn't. It mm-hmm. showed up at number three on the New York Times bestseller list. She's also going against Britney the very next week, which okay. we know that was a juggernaut. Uh, yeah. But P- I'm so tired of people saying that they're so tired of Jada saying anything or sharing stuff because all of the Jada posts 
did numbers. Mm. All of it. All of it. Comments out the wazoo, likes, whatever. And even though a good amount of them were negative, y'all care because we care about celebrity gossip. Mm -hmm. The only thing here that we're mad at is that they're telling us on their terms. Like we would rather find out in some nefarious way, secretive way, like how, you know, all these gossip magazines and newspapers like break the news. Like we want it that way where it's like they're exposed rather than somebody like Jada or any of these celebrities who are being candid because that's all with Britney too, where they were like, all right, like leave Justin alone or, you know, why are you hashing these things? And it's like, number one, this is their stories. Mm -hmm. But number two, y'all love it. I'm tired of people saying that they hate this because people love gossip and not, not just women. Everybody loves gossip. Boy gossip is the biggest thing. Like it has its own lane too. guys love gossip so much too. Like it is, it is a genderless thing. Like everybody loves gossip. Everybody cares about celebrity gossip, no matter how much they tell you that they don't, or they hate hearing about this person. I see this a lot with that crazy couple what is it uh christian and um Blueface. like people always say oh god take them off whatever website whatever site and it's like but they, these posts have the most engagement mm-hmm. so if you didn't care you literally wouldn't engage with it we all know what happens when you engage with stuff they give you more of it like there was you know during that rollout with jada and of course she probably knew that some of this would happen some of it i know was her team and some of it was just organically because of the response that their you know posts were getting but it was Mm -hmm. like clearly someone was combing through the books (laughs) the book and like taking every little juicy excerpt from it and while people were like I'm so tired of her saying things or coming out and saying stuff it's like that's not even her that's these media companies that know that you care about this content because you keep reacting to every Jada post like that's it. Like, just I wish people would be honest with themselves about that, because like majority of people love gossip. They just mm-hmm. do like the people who truly don't care, don't engage with it at all, don't want to talk about it, don't have many opinions on it. Like they honestly wouldn't engage with any of those posts at all. Um, but yeah, I just want people to be honest about themselves and like stop hating on celebrities for taking control of their narrative and sharing their stories because you would rather them be exposed or, you know, I guess it get out in the way that another different way, like I'm going to read Jada's book. I need to read Brittany's book. I'm sure they're going to be enjoyable listens. Um, but yeah, that was just annoying and predictable too, because she's such a lightning rod and there was juicy stuff. Um, but one thing about that family, the Will and Jada, they've been talked about in my life forever. Like I am 35 and at least 20 of my years, they've talked about that couple. They've held them up on a pedestal. They've asked if Will was gay. Do they have an open marriage? And this was all pre-social media. So talked about them for years. And then now that they share their lives, like now everybody's mad. It's, Mm -hmm. it's so hypocritical. It's crazy. Like it's nuts. Like they've been talking about them forever. So (laughs) <laughs> now that they're they're sharing it's almost like it's like so now they should shut up because they they want to you know control their narrative and share yeah nah so yeah Mm-mm. y'all need to be honest it's crazy mm-hmm. but y'all mm-hmm. need to be honest it's too much too much so yeah that's fair that's all i got that's very fair that's a good mm-hmm. that's a good one to share
This is true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, numbers, okay? It's like, look at all of yeah. this engagement. And I was like, y'all going to be surprised by this posts. because Red Table Talk soared. Yeah, so and that's also that's another thing that's the part of the strategy. Of this, okay? She's shopping another place for Red Table Talk. You know it. So this all, like, wherever she lands or whatever reincarnation of Red Table Talk comes after this, like is going to be because of this press run and because people know, like people are going to watch, like they hate watching Kardashians all the way to them being a couple of them being billionaires. Like I just, people like be fucking for real. Right. Like, like Kim y'all Kardashian care. is now the official underwear for the NBA, the WNBA <laughs> and another league. Like what? Yeah. Trying for the NFL. So it's like, okay, I don't know if y'all really hate them. It doesn't look like it. Like it just doesn't, the numbers aren't, the math isn't the math adding is up. Y'all care. Mm-hmm. Y'all care. Y'all mm-hmm. care. So yeah. There's a lot of things I don't care about or I even hate. And I couldn't imagine taking the time to like navigate to it, comment, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. Mm -mm. If I don't care, I don't care. Like I legitly just don't care. So there it is. is. Are you going to read the Britney book? Because that's again, the both of them coming out at the same time. I know I've been trying to decide if I'm going to read it or not. Yeah, or at least again, listen to it. Yeah, I, like I mean, for it both might of them, not take I a space it. on my bookshelf, but like mm-hmm. the Jada one, yeah. I'm fine with it taking space on my bookshelf. But I think Britney, I'll just, I might just listen yeah. to it. But I'm not I like hear the super writing for Britney's isn't as good, but it's still a good story. Whereas, like, I hear Jada's book, it, I've heard great things and just like what she yeah. shares and everything. And I'm yeah, sure like she that. A- I'm definitely gonna add that to my to my pile of things. But I was like, yeah, Britney's is. I think I'm getting all the clips on mm-hmm. the social media, so I'm not like rushing to go yeah. and get it like i'm i'm yeah. good i wasn't even like i liked britney i definitely had an album or two you know and mm-hmm. but i'm also like now a day's not like oh let me go and look like ah mm-hmm. let me go it's see not it. like any urgency the internet is yeah. gonna tell me it's fine yeah it's fine yeah somebody's gonna make a documentary out of it i'm probably gonna watch that mm-hmm. instead of read the book yeah hour of my day instead of like 18 hours of listening in the work (laughs) she's still supposed to interview with somebody i thought like she was supposed to interview somebody for the memoir i don't know if that's still in the cards but yeah oprah hopefully i thought because i feel like that's the one person who's gonna be able to like deal with the all overness that i feel like that interview would be because i was like the time that she managed that michael jackson interview i feel like that's like the only option (laughs) yeah let's see i thought that they were gonna do an interview Mm. No, I guess not. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. It still happened. I thought she was going to. Yeah. It, we'll, it, we'll it did just come out. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Could be a Christmas special. We never <laughs> could you know, be. It could it balance could be. Mariah yeah. and her uh-huh. her takeover mm-hmm. for the next two Good. months and then mm-hmm. go from there. I was like Mariah out here yeah. working six weeks out of the year and I love it for her. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great time. It's a great yeah. time. We finally made it. We did. Oh, it's time. I saw those complaints about, oh, it's not Thanksgiving yet. And it's just, just have your, have your meal. But it's time. Like, let's. I mean, that's what Brian said in a very high pitched tone. Listen. So. Until Thanksgiving has a great song or just anything around it, besides it being like just a great food day. Like, I just don't think it has the branding really to, it is because it does yeah. not have the branding. It's, it's sandwiched just sandwiched really in between two great food day. Yeah. That's how it's we should like in between. It. Yeah. 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 
Mm-hmm. I hope they do. I mean, it would be cool if it was a food and family day or something like that. I mean, that's so, basically what it is. That's all you got to get call away it. from Thanksgiving's the origins of it. But yes. they should. They really should. Like, yeah. it, you said who owns before, that copyright? But, but you know, go ahead and make it happen. Yeah, somebody would figure it out. But yes. you know, in any case, it it is time. It's it Mariah is. season. It is time. And, and on that note, it's time for us to wrap up. Congrats the show. to all who celebrate. Mariah season. Because you know we will never leave you without giving <laughs> shout outs to our faves. <laughs> My shout out this week goes to Beam. Beam is stands for Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective. It's a movement dedicated to creating a world where there are no barriers to Black healing. They recently launched a new podcast called Black Healing Remixed to bring real intimate conversations directly to your ears. Um, so go check them out. Like they're a great resource, they're a great page. You can follow them at underscore Beam. Org. All right. My shout out is to Feel More Social, which is a new cocktail lounge in Oakland. Um, the sex, did it. Yeah. The Sex Forward Club adds to Black queer owner Nina Joyner's Fillmore brand, which includes a popular adult shop. Uh, Fillmore Adult, which is in Oakland and Berkeley. Um, so Fillmore Cocktail Lounge is open in Oakland. Follow them on IG at Fillmore Social. You can buy merch there and feel more adult if you need some toys. So shout out to Nina. Mm-hmm. Do they still do the, do they still like hand deliver? I believe they do. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty, still pretty. They did that during that COVID way. and that was fantastic. Like it was just it really it was. literally like yes. brown bag. Yes, I did order. Yeah. They brown bag that <laughs> to <shirt>. my door. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. what? Like. I was so excited about it. And I just was like, this is fantastic. The fact that that y'all do this. So that's one shop that I do miss, but I'm glad that you can also order delivery. So if you're Mm -hmm. anywhere that's not in Oakland, you can order online. Um, But yeah, you should, you should check them out and support them because they are fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to Nina. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Take care. Shout out to Sienna Liggins for our Bad Queer soundtrack titled Me Again and our sound engineer Cesar for making us sound like we know what we're doing. If you enjoyed the episode, please take the time to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time. It's me again. Can we talk about things? I'm so sorry that I'm